taglines for this show it's like a podcast about money doesn't really it doesn't encompass all of the things that we do on this pod yeah um, <laughs> you know i was like yeah josie knock yourself out like try saying it i just think it's going to sound weird if you say brutally honest about money but she did it and it's fine i did <laughs> I laugh <Katie> hates it. <laughs> anyway um my name is katie Cunningham. this is josie parsons and we're joined by a very special guest today saffron chrissy amiet um she worked with us at junkie where she still works and the reason that we're having her on is that today we're going to talk about dating and the cost of dating and money things associated with dating and chrissy you date i do date thanks for having me <laughs> Thanks for being here. Yes, thank you so much. Um, Chrissy is just a typical overachiever, the best person in the world, and she has brought um, four pages printed out of stats that she would like to share with us. Which is more work than either of me or Juicy have ever done on this podcast. I just am a bit of a homework nerd. (laughs) I just felt like I needed to add something, and that is four A4 printed pages. (laughs) (laughs) um, But, Katie, I want people... Just for the record, I want people to have the illusion that we work hard. Oh, no, we work hard. We're just, we're being self deprecating. It's fine. Yeah, totally. Mm. And we work smart, not hard, you know? (laughs) Yeah. It's all up here. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, some good context, I think. Um, Chrissy, you were in a long term relationship that ended his loss. And um, (laughs) you've been, what, on the dating scene for how long now? I've been single now for just over a year. Um, Prior to that, was in a long-term relationship, as you said, for uh, close to three years. Mm. And I've probably been back on the dating scene since... I think February was the first one that I went on with the exception of a, like a singles event that I did with my friends in November, which, um, we'll circle back to later. <laughs> yeah, that sounds depressing <laughs> as fuck. It was a lot. Um, but yeah, probably been back on the dating scene since the start of this year, since summer. Nice. Nice. So well, obviously there's a big difference between like, what you spent in a relationship and like how much you're spending dating. Do you, did you foresee that it would be like a huge difference or is it a huge difference? It's, um, I mean, obviously when I was in a relationship, we still went out and did things that I guess you would, would come under the dating umbrella in that you go out and have meals together, you go out at night for drinks and that sort of thing. But I think when you're dating, um, it, it is more expensive because it's probably that you're going to places, you probably are drinking a lot more, you're eating a lot more, you're going to things like movies or activities that do have a cost associated with them. And there's also those extra um, kind of periphery costs that come with it, which are things like clothes, makeup, Mm -hmm. um, new shoes Mm -hmm. if you want to buy a pair. And Mm -hmm. dating is a really good way to justify those expenses Mm -hmm. because you're like, well, I can wear it for this date and look great and feel awesome. But also I can wear it to work. So um, there's all the stuff that comes with dating that is not just the date itself. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So you and me go out of the town. <laughs> we do. Hypothetically. Gals the town. <laughs> Except I'm a guy and I'm trying to get in your pants. Like how much do you reckon you spend on a normal date? I think there is a range 
I would say since I've started dating again this year, probably on average, and I should have done some maths on this, but it's not in my four pages of notes. <laughs> um, I would say on average, I probably spend 80 to 100 bucks. Damn. What, on each date? Not on every date. That's an average. So there's been some that have been expensive, but there have been some that have not been. What's the most you spend on a date? That one I did add up because I was like, God damn. Um, I think it was about $120, $130. <gasps> First or second? First date. Ooh. You paid on a first date. I pay, yes. So it was, um, and look, it wasn't a, a big fancy do or anything. It was just a guy from, um, Bumble that he was like, let's go to this pub near my work. I was like, great, meet you there. And so we had, it was just rounds of drinks really. And then it kind of turned into a pub crawl, <laughs> um, which take that, uh, to <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gents, um, she fucked. <laughs> oh my God, please stop. <laughs> Chrissy, you're baiting me. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Chrissy. <laughs> Look, that um, that's a different podcast. Um, but it just it just sort of going to different venues, um, rounds of drinks. We got food, so it kind of just all out Uber home, like all mm, that sort of stuff. Ubers, man, that is like such a cost of dating that you don't think of at the time. Yeah. Because every time I go on a date, I get an Uber there because. Every time I go on a date, I'm running late because I've, like, spent too long getting ready. Yeah. And then you get an Uber home, and then that's just, like, 50 bucks straight up just yeah. on Ubers. Yeah. And, like, this was one as well where, as I said, the the um, place we met was near my work, so I walked there. Um, but, yeah, the Uber home. So, all those things. And I, when I go on dates, I it's my preference that I like to split the cost or at least, you know, oh my God. buy rounds of drinks. Really? Okay. Let's talk through this because yeah. this is what I think is, like – the most interesting thing about dating and money is just like the weird etiquette of it and how people kind of dance around it. Yeah. So for me, I know like, okay, I have a fucking podcast about talking about money. <laughs> Obviously I love talking about money. It's not something that phases me generally, but on dates, I fucking hate dealing with money. Like I just find it really awkward. There's nothing like, Oh, I just hate it when like the bill comes and then you're like, oh, I'll get it. And then they're like, no, I'll get it. And it's just like that whole awkward song and dance. It's like gross. I heard an interesting perspective today. I was talking to somebody about this. I was um, mining my colleagues for their insights, uh, which I told them I was going to do and present them as my own. But this was (laughs) uh, something that somebody said, which I hadn't actually heard before, but I think is kind of interesting. And it kind of solves that issue, which was they said, whoever sets the date, is the one who, therefore, if there's going to be a default person who pays mm. on that date, that should be them. Mm. And then hopefully all going well, the other person will go, hey, we should do this again, and then they pay for the next one. So it kind of evens out in that mm. way. Yeah. Um. So I thought that was interesting. I hadn't really thought of doing it that way before. I don't think I've ha- – you know, it's – I don't think I've had a situation where I have been out for, you know – ever where I've been out and sort of had that awkward thing of going, no, no, let me pay. No, like it's sort of someone always just does it and then you figure it out later. Mm. Um, but it, it is an awkward situation to be in. Yeah. Um, but I kind of just, yeah, I, it's my preference that I, especially, and that's why drinks is good because if you have a couple of rounds, you can at least kind of um, get in there first and, and buy a round and then they do theirs. Mm. Uh, there was a date, the first one I went on this year, actually, um, the guy just before I sort of registered that we were finishing dinner had jumped up and paid. Mm. Um, and I didn't, I made the decision that I didn't want to see him again. Um, <laughs> But, you know, just no chemistry. Yeah. <laughs> and I felt really bad that 
after the fact he'd paid for everything. And it wasn't a very particularly expensive, like Thai food, so it was fine. But I felt really bad that he had incurred that expense. It cost me nothing. It was in walking distance to my house. And he kind of, you know, there was no return on investment. That's the gamble you take with dating. That is the roll of the dice. Last time I went on a date, I went to Esther. He paid. It was like $300. (laughs) And I didn't see him again. I feel really bad. (gasps) Oh my god, Katie. I know. But Did I didn't ask to go to Esther. Yes. Okay, well, I, I mean, if people are out here suggesting that you go to Esther for a date, was it a first date? Second date. Second date. But still, if he makes that suggestion, then. Yeah, like that's on. He, he wants to eat there too, right? So enjoy. <laughs> Happy $300 meal. <laughs> and then I was so extra because I was like, I don't eat dairy. And I do like. <laughs> make me a special dairy-free menu anyway (laughs) (laughs) but yeah no I fucking hate it so I normally am just like I don't know I don't know if this makes me a bad feminist whatever but like yeah like I'm just letting the guy pay on the first date because I don't want to have that dumb conversation of hey I'll get it I'll get it like yeah I just don't want to deal cool you get it next time I'll pay yeah yeah well Katie you said to me before like you often will just let a guy pay because you've spent so much money on your appearance uh-huh. and you're like, bitch, I have had to buy a new outfit for this mm-hmm. date or whatever. And yes. I feel like that's really fair. Yes. Juicy. Do, you bel- want, do you want, do you want me to whip out some statistics right now? Yes. yes. On, on this very fact. Can so, I just, sorry. <laughs> can I repeat the joke? I've already made to Juicy before in this topic. Yes. <laughs> Good one. Uh, I believe when we were having that conversation, I was like, what I've done to prepare for a date is like, you know, ripped every hair off the surface of my body below my eyebrows, like <laughs> put on really expensive makeup, like bought a new outfit, it's probably like $400, like got my nails done, like blah, 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 blah. All he's done at best is like have a shower and optimistically wash his sheets. So like, yeah, he can pay for the debt. <laughs> Yeah, it's good the second time too. Thank yeah, you. I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, um, okay. Stats, please. So, some key stats. Um, Australians spend $11.65 billion a year on dating. Mm. Um, one in five spend a further $80.7 million on dating apps and services. Definitely one to circle back to, I think. Mm. Oh, oh, yeah, because yeah. of that dating app you pay for, Katie. I mean, cat's out of the bag. It's Raya, yeah. That's yeah, absolutely yeah, why you- I put that statistic <laughs> in here. <laughs> so we could chat about that again. Um, so the average data spends about 80 bucks on a first date. Mm. Of that... Oh. About a quarter of people spend $100 or more on getting ready for a date. Mm. Um, men spend almost as much as women. So Doing what? Yeah, literally what? Their one me- annual haircut, maybe. <laughs> well, so these are these are the things that people spend money on in order of how much they spend. Uh, so new clothes, mm. hair, new shoes, makeup, manicure and nails, bags and accessories, waxing, mm. dental or teeth whitening, uh, mm. and tanning. TBH, for me, tanning way up the top there. Yeah, you're always tanning. I love you're that You're always tan. like, I yeah, can't you- do this thing. I've got to tan that <laughs> night. And I'm like, Chrissy. It's a process, okay? <laughs> yeah, you are a real tan girl, Chrissy. <laughs> do you tan before every date? Not every date, no. Is it like dependent on how much you like them? How much you, you foresee yourself liking them? Yeah, it's more kind of like, am I wearing an outfit that I think I will look better with a tan? Mm, mm. Fair, fair. Yeah. Yeah, which to be fair is most of my outfits. So, (laughs) (laughs) Um, and just one other little stat: singles spend 174 hours each year, um, or about a week on dating. Fuck. Mm. 
So how do you think, Katie, your dating measures up with that? Ooh, Chrissy. I mean, I don't know. See, the thing is, it's like I go through periods where I date a lot and then I go through periods where I don't date. And right now I'm in a period of like not having dated in like months apart from that yesterday because I just needed a break. So I haven't been spending any money on it. But yeah, like, I mean, I think I just spend a lot on the getting ready aspect Mm. because always the thing for me is that I panic buy clothes. Like if it's before some kind of event, like if I'm going away somewhere or if it's before a date, it's like, fuck, I hate myself, hate everything that I own. I'm disgusting. If I buy this thing, it will fix every problem that I have. doesn't work but you know yeah. you try it every time it's a, it's I'm a sh- confidence thing i'm yeah. shaking my head because like capitalism man like mm, i know it's really got its teeth <sighs> into me fucking yeah. patriarchy don't get me started mm. <laughs> <laughs> how much do you spend on that getting ready stuff i don't think i've really spent that much that has been specifically because of dating i think it's it kind of works into the money that I spend on things that I want anyway, which being clothes, makeup, haircuts, that mm. sort of thing. Like I've never gone and got my hair blow dried, for example, mm. for a date. Mm-hmm. I've never um, gone out and bought a dress specifically for that if it wasn't something that I already didn't want and that I'm very big on, okay, you can buy this thing um, and enjoy it, but also, you know, if you could wear it to work or something at the same time. And fortunately I have a workplace where things are quite casual and, you know, youth media everyone's kind of cool um so you can get away with it's not a corporate environment Mm. so um so i can kind of get away with buying stuff that i want to wear on the weekends yeah it's more like you're timing it yeah to To before that day oh how convenient i get to wear this new dress and also then again to work on you know the next week Mm. okay so tell me about you splitting bills like when the check comes and you're with a dude like how just how do you do it? I don't think I've ever – yeah, I don't think I've ever had a situation where we split the bill okay. necessarily. It's been more ones where you go out for drinks, you each buy around, mm-hmm. um, that it works out that way. I think the only ones where I will have kind of balanced it out are the ones where you go on a second date and then be like, hey, you got it last time. I'm all good for this one mm-hmm. sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I do that as well, to yeah. be clear. Like, <laughs> Katie's not out here just getting free meals. I'm just not like, so, oh, it's, uh, you know, $102, so, like, waiter, like, two cards. Like, I'm not dealing with that. Oh, but, that would like, be a disaster. Yeah, no, no, deal, I've so never, never okay, done great. that. Never broached that. Yeah. But there are people who do, I'm sure. Just sounds awkward. I heard about people in America, they have this thing called Venmo. It's Venmo. Like, yeah. I think it's an app where it's like if you owe someone money, you like send them a message and it requests um, it. It's owned by PayPal and it is uh, – it's kind of like a splitwise type thing, yeah. but it's those, you know, instant payments that you can do from any bank now if you've got somebody's phone number, for example. So it just takes out the oh, traditional transaction um, time basically. Mm-hmm. So you can send money instantaneously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've heard of guys like rec- like Venmoing – girls after dates for like their half of the date which is just like so grotty to me Uh, yeah i think i think my stance on it is if you couldn't have a conversation about it in person then don't Mm -hmm. ask either do it at the time have the awkward conversation ask if they'll split the bill whatever it is or accept that you're going to cop that one yeah and you may or may not recoup that money in a second date yeah um so question for you chrissy if you were out on a first date with a guy and he didn't pay, would you be turned off by that? I think I would have to know what the circumstances are for his not paying. 
um, just because I've never been faced with it. Okay. Would I be turned off by it? Well, it depends on who, like, if I liked him. Yeah. You can make, you can forgive people for a lot if they're likable. Yeah. So, but yeah, if he was just kind of like hanging out, kind of a shit dude and then didn't pay, I'd be like... I have questions. Mm. Yeah. Is it wrong that I think that's such a red flag? I think it's a red flag as well. Yeah. Like not. Okay. Okay. Here's my whole spiel on this Mm -hmm. one. Like we live under the patriarchy. There's no point pretending we don't live under the patriarchy. There's no point pretending you don't earn like 17 cents more an hour or whatever the fuck that stat is than me. And that like, I haven't spent all this money getting ready and that like, I'm more fucked financially in my life. So like, you should just pay for the first date. Like, that is a small, very small thing you can do to make up, like, the huge financial difference between us. Secondly, it's just, like, unattractive when people are stingy. Like, yes, yeah, stinginess is. is unattractive. Yeah. yeah. How many dates do you think you go in a month? I think since the start of the year, and I feel like having this conversation and not having clarified this up front, it sounds like I date constantly. <laughs> I actually haven't been on that many dates. I've probably been on one a month. Oh, okay. Yeah, on on average, I would say. Like when I when I I'm in a, a group chat with Katie in which all the single people discuss our single lives. It's called Thought Apocalypse, <laughs> which I was not going to make. I'm not allowed to be in Thought Apocalypse because because you're because you're monogamous. monogamous. <laughs> I know, but I'm a thought ally, as Jared said, and I. Well, that, I don't count for shit. Wear that badge proudly. Just let me into the fucking group chat. <laughs> it's not a place for your pure soul. Mm. Um, so we discuss uh, just being single, the things that come with singledom, the stupid shit that we do as single people. Um, and when I was, you know, I'd been on dating apps, I think since like the end of last year, just to kind of get myself back in the headspace of being like, this is a thing you can do. You can hold a conversation like a normal person um, and you can go and meet someone and have a drink and you may or may not like them and that's fine. Do you say this to yourself in the mirror? This is like, you know that episode of Friends with Bruce Willis where he's like, you're a cool guy. This is my version of that. Um, And so I was like, and then it got to whenever it was January, February that I went on this first date and I was in the group chat with Katie and just saying, guys, I'm doing it. It's got to happen. I've just got to rip off the bandaid. And Mm. I did it and it was fine. And Mm. he was the guy that paid. And then I was like, no, um, thanks. But you know, (laughs) it was a good time. That was it. Um, but yeah, it's, I think getting back into the habit of it, made it feel like a lot was happening. But really, I think since then I've been on probably six dates. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So would you say that you'd spend like – like would you have a line item item in your budget for dating? No. And this is interesting because I know that I've yelled at both of you about my budget um, in the past. <laughs> I have your budget template is, and I use is, it. <laughs> which is an Excel spreadsheet. Um, no, I don't. And it's – something purely because it's unpredictable. So for example, we had a friend's birthday last weekend that I knew was coming up. I put it in my budget. I try to guess how much I'm going to spend, you know, (laughs) it may or may not adhere to that number. Um, but dating, it kind of happens much faster than that. So being able to anticipate Mm. the cost Mm. and then to anticipate, well, you could say how much you want to spend, but whether or not you stick to that, you know, it's kind of just a really unpredictable expense. Um, so, no, I don't put it in my budget currently. Mm, okay, cool. Just wondering. <laughs> do you – here's a question for you. Um, as a person in a relationship, do you think that – well, first of all, do you and Alex have a date night? Oh, we don't, but 
if there is a night that we're both free, we'll say, do you want to go on a date this night or whatever? <laughs> we're so lame. <laughs> um, and then we'll go on a date. But because we have a joint account, most of our date nights just come out of that. Mm. But then every now and then Alex will surprise me and he'll just pay for it with his own money. Oh, um, I'd like to say that I return the paper, <laughs> but, I, but I haven't yet. But I will one day. But don't worry about it. Patriarchy. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. so true. <laughs> um, and do you think that since you've been in a relationship, or do you think because you're in a relationship that dates are maybe less expensive? Do you think that you're probably, you know, you're less likely to choose the fancy cocktail bar over your local pub or or your local tie joint over a fancy restaurant? It's hard for me to say because I kind of, oh, I don't want to say grew up with a boyfriend because that sounds gross oh and child bride <laughs> but because <laughs> Ali you guys been together well so we dated like in high school and then we broke up for three years and then started dating again when I was when we were 22 mm-hmm. so all of my like adult experiences of going out to like nice restaurants and stuff have been with him pretty much mm-hmm. and then like friends and stuff so like when I was like in the period of like 18 to 21 when I was dating you just wouldn't go to nice places anyway. Mm-hmm. Whereas now we're like, we want to do that stuff together. So it's really hard for me to say. But I think yeah. the thing that's different about a relationship, well, like one of the things is that you have that like honesty about money more where it's like, you know, if Alex is like, let's go on a date to Esther and you're like, dude, I can't afford to go to Esther right now. That's mm-hmm. totally chill. Whereas when you're dating someone, you never want to seem stingy. Like you never want to yeah. seem like that guy. So you just like, well, if you're me anyway, you're just like, yeah, cool, whatever. Like mm-hmm. do everything and then like deal with the financial fallout later because mm-hmm. you don't want to be – you don't want to seem like a stinge because yeah. that's like the kiss of death. Yeah. That is the kiss of and death. Stinge no, you're not. Oh, God. Stay tuned for our episode on the difference between stingy and frugal. Mm-hmm. Don't <laughs> Big get difference. St- yeah. Huge difference. And people keep being like saying stingy situations and like, oh, frugal. And I'm like, no. I know. I mean, it is catchy though. <laughs> just saying. Uh, yeah, but it's annoying and I don't want people to think I'm a stingy bastard. I know. No, there is neither. a difference. There's a very big difference. Yeah. 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 In yeah. fact, I'd say that's my main fear with having this podcast is that I don't want guys that I like to think that I'm like a stinge because I have a podcast called Brutal Forever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Date me. <laughs> Date me. We'll get a deal. It's great. <laughs> mm. Oh, okay. Can we talk about Raya again? Yeah. Please, yes. So mm. um, can I just say straight up that I'm still on the waiting list for Raya? Well, I was oh, going to say, that's crazy. Hey, Katie vouched for me and everything. I, I am on the waiting list. I have been on the waiting yeah, list now for months. many months. Yeah, they're real, um, I don't know, dicks. <laughs> Look, I'm sorry, Chrissy. It's fine. It's fine. Whatever, Listen, I don't care. So why is there a waiting list? I don't understand. It's because it's exclusive yeah. and there's celebrities on there famously. <laughs> Listen, if it makes you feel any better, I was thinking today how it's just such a fucking waste of money. Like, how much is it? Uh, did I say it's like twelve dollars a month? Yeah, I think. And literally, I've had it. Like, I've had it for I think three months now. I've not gone on a single date from it. Like, there is mm. no one on that app in this country that you would touch with a ten foot pole. Right. Like, so how, it's a waste. How did they get on there? And I'm on the waiting list. Uh, yeah, it's patriarchy, Chrissy. <laughs> Why are we talking about Raya? What were you going to ask? Just like I want to talk about it. I just find it really fascinating. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I once spent like $30 on Tinder to like uh, to like un- left swipe. Oh, to, to backtrack. To backtrack. Yeah. Because I had accidentally swiped on a guy who I actually wanted to date. And I was like, 
this is my chance. Like, I can't fuck. <laughs> That's off. worth 30 bucks. Yeah. And, and did it work paid. out? Did you date him? Yeah. I mean, I dated him. He ghosted me eventually, but like, you know. I mean, isn't that, isn't that just the it way? It happened. Yeah. Yeah. Offline, I would like to know who you're talking about because I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> you absolutely know what I'm talking about. God. <laughs> what did he say? He just thought it was funny. And oh, and he said that he had left swiped me by accident as well, but then he was like, oh, I'll just catch it on the next time round. And I was like, oh, cool. So now I'm the desperate one who like paid $30 down. <laughs> so I think he just waited until he swiped. To all these people again. Was it somebody that you knew outside of Tinder? Yeah, it was. So could you not have just? Yeah, I could have. Okay, and that's what he said as well. <laughs> Look, I don't know. Look, I mean, hindsight twenty twenty. <laughs> it's fine. We lesson learned. Um, but that's the that's the interesting point. I think with all of this is that no matter what money you spend, whether it be the thirty dollars to backtrack on something that may or may not work out. Um, or it's the membership to the app or it's how much you spend on a date. It's a very risky investment. Mm. Um, it's probably the most risky investment mm, that you can make. Totally. Especially if you're meeting uh, with a person that you don't know, um, if you're meeting somebody of Bumble or Ray or whatever it is. Um, they're an unknown quantity. So you could sink 120 bucks into mm-hmm. a night to go, wow, that person sucked. Mm. And then that's, you know, no, no return on investment. Of course, you might get out of it. Your future husband and father of your child or whatever it might be. Uh, therefore, it's a very good investment, but it's risky. Mm. So I find that when I'm thinking about um, <laughs> dating, who do I want to date? If, you know, somebody, somebody hits me up on Bumble and is like, hey, we should meet up. And I get that gut feeling of, oh, but are you worth it? That's mm. that. I think the there's a lot of factors that come into that. It's not just, do I like you? Um, it's also, am I prepared to spend the time, as you said, getting ready um, my time there conversation? I think because of the nature of the jobs that we do, um, a lot of people, at least for me, assume that small talk is what I do for a living. And so I, you know, I, dinner parties or family things, I get stuck next to the rando that's there because they're like, Christy will talk to them. Mm-hmm. Um and so, yeah, is it my time? Do I want to sink that money into it? So all those things factor in. Is it going to be a late night? Therefore, I'm not going to go to the gym in the mm, morning. So yeah. does that impact my gym? You know, it's mm-hmm. all those maths that you do um, in your head. It's also like you, Katie, as a freelancer, like your time literally is money. Mm-hmm. So if you are spending, like that stats at a week of your year, like what is that in freelancer dollars? Mm. Yeah, I know. Like That's I was wild. Kind of like had tentative plans to see this guy last week and then – last week rolled around and I just had so much work that I just like didn't message him because mm. I was like well I can't like I just can't because if I mm. go out then I'll get drunk and then I'll be hungover the next day and mm. then I won't get anything done and then I'm fucked um yeah but I think my philosophy on dating is like all that all those very valid points you made aside you just gotta kind of go in like not not expecting anything but just I don't know appreciating the chance to meet someone from potentially outside of your normal walk walk of life and like just talking to another human Mm -hmm. being who you don't always talk to and just like I don't know that human experience I find Mm. nourishing and valuable. And that always trumps all of that other stuff Mm -hmm. because of the nature of it is that you can't ever put a dollar value on Mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so yeah it's obviously try not to let that stuff distract from uh, the point of dating which is to hopefully make a connection with a person or have a fun night or whatever. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's just that you can never, you can never actually equate it in a dollar value. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I feel like I've been so useless in this conversation. I'm so sorry. Mm. But I just have no personal experience to share. All right, we get it. You're happy. Oh, no! <laughs> I'm not saying that like, I'm not being like so we in a relationship <laughs> not like you guys <laughs> who can I say you up with um, I, just, no, I think it's I think it's interesting from my perspective um, because prior to this year where there was a brief and shining moment when Tinder was first released and people were going on mm. dates and that sort of thing um, before I was in a relationship where that all happened but prior to that the I've been in two long-term relationships um kind of three maybe um (laughs) sorry to the third guy (laughs) I mean the older you get you look at things differently you know all that sort of stuff but they were people that I knew they weren't people that I Mm -hmm. had met dating on the dating scene so I didn't really date them in that I was going out for lots of dinners and drinks and nights out and that sort of thing with them. It was just kind of, I ended up in a relationship with this person that I knew. Mm. Uh, And then of course it was at uni. So you see each other a lot more and you hang out a lot more in probably more casual situations. So really until this year, it's probably the first time that I've actually been on the dating scene for any extended period of time. Um, And even then I'm probably not doing it as frequently or as seriously as as people tend to do when the, when they are ready to be in a relationship mm. or whatever. So Yeah, you're not Charlotte Yorking it. Yeah, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> not. Not ready to go, you know, convert my religion at this stage no. just yet. But it's like that thing I said in one of our episodes where I was like, you asked me what my money priority was and I was like, yeah. what did I say? You said your independence. Yeah. Okay, well, that doesn't really relate to what I was going to say. But I was thinking, like, when you go on a date, you're buying yourself, like, a bit of hope, for lack of a better word, and a bit of possibility and, like, that excitement of the unknown. And that is kind of what I always want from life is Mm -hmm. to never feel like my path is set and to, Mm. I don't know, you know, have the chance to make it for new things to happen every day. I feel yeah, like you're, a- a, you're an optimist, and I think mm. it um, it would be really sad for somebody of um, of my age or Katie's close to my age to be like, oh well, tried that, mm. and then totally. just kind of giving up on it. Yeah, totally. Like yeah. that's life, you know. Yeah, you take your chances, spend yeah. your money, spend the money, buy the outfit. You do buy you. the outfit. <laughs> Beautiful guys. That's going to be a great fade out. Yeah. For <laughs> <laughs> All right, so in a frugal forever first, love that alliteration, uh, we have a guest who has her own money content. Chrissy, would you like to tell us what it is? I would love to. And I saved this um, actually a little while ago when I was listening to one of your first episodes and you guys were doing money content because then I forced my way onto the podcast and I knew that I would have to be prepared. No, we invited you. (laughs) Yes. After I was like, when am I coming on? Um, I saved it uh, because one of the, I can't remember the name of the podcast that you were talking about, about MLMs um, and the dream, the dream. Mm -hmm. You were talking about the dream. And then um, you had your friend on last week who was talking about um, working for an MLM and, and her situation in that. And I was like, this is great. I can bring up my piece of money content, um, which was the trailer for a new show uh, called On Becoming a God in Central Florida. 
in this article, the trailer ran on um, Variety and, and Jezebel oh, and a couple yeah. of different places. Mm-hmm. Stars Kirsten Dunst, our oh, girl. Love. Our love. Girl, and she looks great in this, my she does. Um, And so uh, she plays Crystal Stubbs, who works at a water park in 1992 as a minimum wage employee. After being scammed by the fam, oh. founders American merchandise, and falling into financial ruin, Stubbs schemes and cons her way through fam to get her revenge and her life back. I'm sorry, there was a Venn diagram of my interests. Oh, my God. That movie would be a circle. So it's Describe a TV. my face right now. <laughs> Katie is like, her jaw is on the floor. Shocking. Shocking. So it sounds Is great. that Kirsten I, there? That's I, Kirsten. So this is what she looks like. The girls were like, did you print out a picture? I was like, it's the picture from the oh, article. She printed out a full article. Um, there is nothing. Can I just quickly say there's nothing I love more in this world than a scam or a con. On like a movie about a scam or a con. My favorite genre. Set in the 90s. Yes. And I think Starring Kristen. In Kirsten? Florida, did it say Fuck. that? Or did I just make uh, that it's up? set in Florida. Fuck um, me up. She minimum wage employee. And I think I, I did some googling. I thought maybe it was based on a true story, but there's none that they specifically call out as being um, anything that it's based on. Um, but I get the when you watch the trailer, and I, I will post it in the Facebook group later tonight. Thank um, you so much. I kind of get it's a lot to do with. Uh, was it Lula Row that you were mm. talking about last yeah. week, which is the clothing company? I mm-hmm. think it's something – I think it's very much kind of in the realm of that right. one. Yeah. We have to have an excursion, a frugal forever excursion oh and go God, watch it. Go watch the uh, movie night. Yeah, so that's my um, money content. My other very small pieces of money content, money adjacent content, yes. is that I've just recently started uh, reading Bad Blood, which is the <gasps> book about Elizabeth Holmes. And the, the money How adjacent part of that is just her obsession with being a billionaire right. and how she had that from such a young age and how it informed everything she mm. did but yet she hid behind this very worthy cause mm. and therefore did some really awful things um in the name of that cause Ugh. so i'm not finished yet obviously we all know the story and spoiler alert <laughs> yeah um however it's um it's good yeah Great. i love i read that too i like loved it it was her, her levels of scamming are like next level I love scamming. Yeah. literally self-belief my bucket list like i do a con is on my bucket list. Do a con? Yeah. What kind of con would you do? Like a I don't know, but hustle. like some kind of like just some kind of con. But I would only con a rich person for ethics. Of, like of a Robin Hood con. Yeah. Like I just – I love the idea of a con because it's like in a way you earn that money just by outsmarting someone and by like <laughs> preying on their greed and probably Wait, like ego no. sometimes. But only if they're rich. Yes. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. I'm not saying like not MLMs, like yeah. like a cool scam. Like I just like, want to pull a cool scam on someone. Like Ocean's Eight. Yeah, like not yeah. that grand and scheme. But have you seen that movie? Um I think it's called Matchstick. Anyway, we're getting off topic. Sorry. Can I say my money content because it kind of yeah. relates? Well okay. So I have two pieces of money content. The first is not so much money content, but a money recommendation. Ooh, so there's mm. this movie out called Parasite that is like Korean. It won mm. the like Palme d'Or Khan. It's like a really good movie. And I went and saw that on the weekend. Fucking loved it. I can't tell you too much about it because that's going to give the plot away. But I will say it just made some really like striking points about class and the inextricability Ooh. of class and like class rage that was just so well done. So mm. I would urge you all to go and see Parasite. Mm. Mm. Uh, my actual money content is an article by this girl that I follow on Twitter. Her name is Lena Abascal at Lena loves it. I've told you about her before, Josie. Yeah. So she is like, she was an 
EDM chick when I was an EDM chick. Mm-hmm. Listener, I used to be an EDM chick. It's <laughs> <laughs> the whole story. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> and um, then kind of is like a writer-ish, but kind of basically does what I do now in the US, like does copywriting and um, like socially stuff and whatever but then like is a writer as well but that's not what pays her bills and is a freelancer and um blah 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 like she kind of inspired me to freelance oh yeah okay yeah yeah she kind of inspired me to like freelance because I would look at her life and I was like, dude, that's exactly what I want my life to be. Like she would just take a few months off to go to Mexico city and like write her book, but then like just work really super hard in the months before then to pay for it. And that's like totally like, that's me. Like that's what I yeah. like. I'm so down with she that is lifestyle. Very She's got very you vibes. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, she wrote this article just on medium that I really liked and it's called on being the daughter of a failed artist and it's about how her dad yeah was a failed artist basically like wanted to be a filmmaker he's I don't know how old he is probably in his 60s now just hasn't happened but he won't give up on the dream and kind of how watching him fail shaped the way that she views work and money Mm. and I think like I'm sure we've talked about this before that I find it really interesting that the way people grow up and the things they see their parents do shapes their relationship with money in a way that goes beyond just class. Like obviously class rules everything, but it's like, well, you know, within like people who are in the middle class, there's totally wildly different ways that people relate to money and that depends on how they grew up and what what their parents did. Anyway, Mm -hmm. so um, she – basically said like she wanted to be a writer but because she'd watched her dad try and fail and see the toll that that took on her family she just could never take that risk so um she was like my eyes are open to the reality of what it looks like to fail for better or worse um a quote from the article and since he refuses so he used to be a hairstylist but then refused to return to hairstyling because he wants to like make it in film and she said since he refuses to return to styling or work of any job outside of filmmaking, the pressure is on the rest of my family to carry the burden. His ego remains wildly unchecked. His bitterness and delusion have made him hard to work with and even be around socially for nearly everyone we know. And then she says later in the article, you're still, when I see my peers sticking to their guns, even the ones struggling, I wonder what my perspective would be if I had not watched my worst career nightmare play out during those, you can do whatever you set your mind to years. And I just thought it was like really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, like, and I really admire, like I really admire the way that she works. Like she Mm. works really hard. Did she buy a house? Yeah. She bought a fucking house. Like she saved her in deposit and bought a house and she still, writes obviously I'm talking about an article she writes but she you know she wasn't like I'm just going to be on the poverty line and like be a writer because I think that that's what's noble Mm, like I'm going to make money and then do this on the side Mm. yeah I hate like there's nothing I hate more than that martyrdom yeah that Mm. martyrdom around art that Mm. like you have to suffer for it and like Mm. be a poor artist it's like such bullshit yeah no totally so my money content for the week. Um, so this headline really got me. is SMH. Money does make you happy, but only to a point. Mm. And so I kind of already knew this, like, in the peripheral, like, that there is a level of money that you get to, like, up to a point and then it no longer means anything. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but according to this guy called like Dr. Michael Mosley, he's mm. like a fasting guy. He's mm. like a dietitian guy, whatever. Yeah. Um, he did like a talk where he was saying that the amount of money that you need, that the minimum amount of money that you need to be happy is $50,000. This is like Australian. Mm-hmm. I think he said in pounds. Um, is $50,000. The maximum is $90,000. And beyond that, you don't get a lot happier. And so, and then he also said, another measure of happiness is when you feel you've made it. And that turns out to be much higher at about $140,000. And that's when you can get bragging rights. Mm. But in terms of like money making you happy, it's like after $90,000, it doesn't really count that much. Mm. And like, I just find it really interesting when these things come out because it's like, what, like, who are the people that are surveyed that found this? And mm. also, like, what kind of lifestyles do they have? Because mm. it's, like, $90,000 is a lot to me, to someone that doesn't have any kids. Mm. But, like, if I was a single mother of, like, three kids, or even if I was, like, in a relationship and my partner also made $190,000, we had a combined salary of hundred and eighty grand, and we had, like, three kids or even, like, six kids or whatever, it's, like, that would be stretched so tight. Oh, I know, yeah. Or, like, if you're yeah. disabled or, like, if you've got a kid that's disabled and then, like, there's just so much more. Like, I I think these sorts of studies and, and insights, you kind of have to take them as being, like, yes, there are so many variables and the sample size for this sort of thing is usually uh, pretty small. Uh, but it makes a great story. And it's um, – I've read that article and I did an exercise once. I went to, like, this money workshop um, thing that was like a half a day type job and they got everybody to there to do this exercise which was um, there was two exercises the first one being they were like you know you've got the next three minutes I want you just to write down on a notepad describe your perfect day and if, no, if money was no object if time was no object um, and you found and then they got people to read out various parts of what they'd written down Pretty much every single person in the room didn't go, I'd take my helicopter to my private island and I'd sit beside Mm. the pool and drink cocktails. You know, most people were like, I'd have a sleep in, I'd get the paper, Mm, I'd have a coffee in my favorite place, I'd go for a walk along the beach. It was nothing extravagant. And so what people um, perceive to be their perfect day is not that crazy. It doesn't require a lot of money to achieve that sort of thing, right? Mm. And it requires you to be comfortable um, and to have the luxury of doing that. But, um, yeah, it was quite um, amazing to see that of a room full of people, nobody was like, yeah, I want the helicopter. Um, And the second part of the exercise was they'd broken down um, a bunch of salaries to into sort of incremental brackets, starting at about fifty thousand. I think going up seventy five, a hundred, hundred and twenty, and so on. Um, and they said, okay, describe what your life would look like um, if you were earning each of those amounts of money per year. Um, and everybody kind of furiously started writing and whatever. And you could see people slow down as they got further and further down the list. And most people actually tapped out at about $180,000. They actually couldn't conceive of what their life would look like. But that's so true. Like with how- that amount of money. I think I started, I was, um, you know, this was probably five or six years ago. Um, so yeah. at that point, it, that seemed like a huge amount of money for me. And I couldn't actually conceive of what I would spend that money on. Um, and so I couldn't write anything beyond about, I think, 120 or 150 at that point. Yeah, because um, you can think like, oh, if I win a million dollars or whatever, I'll spend it on this and that. But like in a salary sense of that coming in, how much would you save? How much would you 
Yeah. Like, what would your life look like day to day? That's so fascinating. And at what point would you feel confident that you could stop worrying about money? Um, And it was just really interesting because, again, of a room of people who were in more or less a similar situation to me, nobody actually being able to uh, conceive of a life where they weren't working full time, where they weren't, you know, doing all these things. Um, It's really fascinating that people actually, when when it comes down to it, people don't need that much. Yeah, but then and then but then again, like fifty thousand dollars in a major city like Sydney is like not like I know people who making that salary and that's not enough for them and they're not happy. Mm. I find those like studies and stuff so fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I will say I was thinking today because it's new financial year. Oh, sidebar. I know how much I earned last financial year. Oh Would you God. like to know? Yes. $70,000. That's amazing. Amazing. Seeing as I didn't work for two months of the year, like mm, that's yeah. pretty good. And were you traveling as well? Was that in the financial year? Yeah. But I mean, yeah. like I just had to say yeah. that. Yeah. But, but that's it, still like that's, that's a really good time. Yeah. 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 So it's like a totally skewed year because my, like I had one paycheck from my like old job, which included all my annual leave, which was like seven years of annual leave being paid out. So it was like a big paycheck in one. And then I didn't work for two months. And then I came back and was like, started freelancing. So it's like totally, I can't really look at that as being like, well, that's how much I'm going to earn freelancing. Cause that's, yeah. it's just a weird outlier year. But I was mm. like, yeah, cool. Like that's better that's awesome. than what I thought I would have mm. earned when I literally walked away from my full-time job. Mm. That's this time the really thing about being paid out of that annual leave is that you, if it was a significant chunk, you will have also paid a significant amount of tax on it so that the money that you haven't yes. paid on the freelance mm-hmm. stuff yet yeah. will kind of hopefully balance each other out. That's what I'm hoping. But yeah, I was thinking today, I was like, oh, like how much do I want to earn in this financial year? Like, And I was like, I don't really care. Like as – because as long as I can like pay my rent and live my life Mm -hmm. like I'm just so much happier now that it doesn't bother me if I'm earning like 20 grand less than what I used to earn which because that's just not the most important consideration Mm. anymore but I obviously come from a privileged place in saying that I don't have any dependents it's just like me that I have to worry about but yeah like you know, money ain't everything, man. Mm. <laughs> but I still hope I'll earn more than what I earn at my job. <laughs> yeah, I reckon you can. Yeah, I reckon I will. Mm. Oh, <laughs> but that's... just saying, it wouldn't ma- it wouldn't bother me yeah. if I didn't. Yeah. Well, that's fucking awesome. I can't wait to like check in in a year. Mm. I'm not saying because this podcast will obviously still be happening. <laughs> I'll be back here still. Getting... <laughs> oh god, <laughs> one year on. Um, can we do money yays and nays? Money, yay. Um, I have a very good friend's wedding in Africa in November. Oh, that um, why you're going to Africa? That's why I'm going to Africa. And yes, it's not just to miss your birthday. Sorry, Katie. Chrissy's missing her birthday. Yeah. <laughs> very angry about I've it. Got a solid, what, six months for her to be angry at me about it. Um, so I'm going to Africa for a wedding. It's going to be amazing. It's in Cape Town. And so I decided to hustle from the end of last year, get some credit cards oh. where I well, nothing crazy might I add credit cards that I knew the minimum spend was within my the expenses that mm-hmm. I that I have every month um, and so I've managed to pay for my return flights there and back on points shut up yeah so it's cost me nothing Bitch, I love that that is yeah. that's so good. beautiful yeah and I've had uh, four credit cards <laughs> in the, yeah. four. what's your credit rating like 
It's good. It's excellent, actually. So it hasn't <laughs> the been. Day. Has the have the inquiries gone on your credit file yet for those cards? They do, but um, but I make the repayments. So I always pay everything off in full. Wow. Yeah. So inquiries Balls. are not inquiries are not bad, but they are bad when you don't pay what you owe on them. So when you're approved for something or if you have a lot in one go, these are all things that I kind of roll them over. I don't have cards active all at the same time. Um, right. I kind of just get the points and run. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, yeah. great. That's so good. I love yeah. that hustle. Mm. Scam, 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 scam. Con, con, con. <laughs> love that. What's your money nay? My money nay is kind of because of that and because I probably haven't been on as many dates or even just going out, you know, the weather's colder, people don't go out as much, it's not summer anymore, um, <laughs> is that I have channeled that energy into online shopping. Uh, yes, yes <laughs> um, I see. And, you know, it's obviously end of financial year sales, been some great sales That's this been, year. Um, see our Instagram for a great that was inspirational JC yeah uh, I don't think mine were that good uh, because I bought a Camilla and Mark blazer whoa <laughs> but you need a blazer it? for professional it reasons it was it's yeah it, look it looks great um, it was retail price was 700 <gasps> and it was down to 450 I mean that's pretty good. Yeah. I would not – I would never have bought it if it wasn't a discount. Yeah. But I also – not to derail the conversation, but I did put it on Afterpay along with oh, a bunch of other stuff. On the record, Chrissy, can Chrissy, you say Chrissy, pro Afterpay Chrissy. or no Afterpay? I am pro Afterpay. Uh, wow. God. It just feels so good to have someone in my corner. And this is because <sighs> – very my very short explanation as to why I'm Afterpay is because, again, it's a cost that I can anticipate. I can split it over a couple of paychecks. I can put it into my budget and account for it and therefore the average amount that I'm putting into my savings each month isn't is higher so because I've split that expense over two months I can put a higher amount into my savings and therefore earn interest on that amount Damn. So that's her my mind her mind <laughs> that's my justification <sighs> full disclosure I'm bad at maths so that <laughs> there may be no truth to that I have been considering afterpay. Wow. Because there's this really expensive dress that I want, but I don't think I can get it on afterpay because, like, the label it's from has doesn't have afterpay. Well, does it, like, is, is it on, like, the iconic way? It's sold out of my size. <sighs> Damn. Um, that's never... Um, and as I said to Josie off mic, <laughs> I want tear trough fillers. <laughs> and if you, I could get those on afterpay... 100% I'm doing you it. You want what? Tear trough fillers. It's where um, it's like they inject filler under your eye bags so you don't have eye bags anymore. Oh. Yeah, you know how like the Kardashians like, have for no, like, no bags. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like okay. I'm 100% doing it before I turn 30. I just need to find a reputable doctor that won't send me blind because you can go blind <laughs> from getting it done if you get it done badly. Really? But, but can like- you have to pay it? <laughs> Or zip pay, like means to be seen. Sometimes it's like there's like zip pay as well. <laughs> wow, keep me posted on that. I'm interested, but also horrified. Yeah, the other thing I would consider after paying is a fancy handbag, which we talked about last episode, Josie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, can't really find one that I like anyway. So mm. this is the thing about since I've turned thirty, which I turned in November, so I'm almost thirty-one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is that you're very much in the treat yourself mindset where you're like, you're thirty now, girl. Get it. You're earning that money. Get <laughs> that. My mind frame is more like your value to society is diminishing. Quick, gotta like fix that. Oh no, cosmetic it's- surgery. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. I mean, look, I fully support you getting tear fillers. Thank I you. I support anyone that wants to get cosmetic surgery. I mean, because it's not cosmetic surgery; it's just fucking fillers. It's cosmetic. 
that's cosmetic surgery. It's not plastic surgery. It's cosmetic. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. Whatever. Thanks. Is that an ongoing cost? Do you have to keep yeah, maintaining it? you have to do it every year. Mm. But like, oh, every year, dude, that's fine. I'd pay it. My, t- my fucking eye bags are out of control. Mm. I mean, like, they're fine. But as the person who literally has their eyebrows, tat- the eyebrows tattooed on their face, <laughs> I'm all about the yeah, yearly yeah. expense. And yeah. they look great, They do too. look great. Thanks. Um, my money, yay. I... I posted this in the Facebook group, but I'm going to do no by July. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I made a list of what, um, one of the people in the group said to make a list of my non-essentials. So I did that count. So I can't buy any, <clears throat> I can't buy any books, clothes, skincare, or like little knickknacks. <laughs> so I like, I like buying, like if I see a cute little like cat figurine, which I did a you couple not weeks buy ago. Cat <laughs> I can't buy cat figurines. It's a good thing you're in. (laughs) (laughs) Drag. It is. (laughs) Um, So yeah, no by July. I'll keep you guys updated with how it goes. Yeah. I also mean you've made it through the first three days. Well done. Thank you so much. And also, like, I afterpaid something on like July 30. So, and it's yet to come. So I'll still get that like consumer high. Josie. Well, it was foundation, which I needed. Oh, my God. The amount of money you spend on beauty. I mean, I know we've had a whole episode on this, but yeah. more foundation again? I wear it every day. Oh, so you just run out. It's replacing the old yeah. one. Yeah. Oh, at least it's not like you trying out a oh, new no, different no, no, foundation. No, I'm not trying That's it out. fine. No, sure. Um, no, I need – it's like an essential. Mm. And then – I like if I bought two things, I got like something for free. So I bought like an eye cream. <laughs> so that wasn't essential, but describe my face now. <laughs> <laughs> Disappointed. <laughs> um, and my money nay was that that night you were talking about that we went out. I spent like two hundred dollars. Josephine Parsons. Yeah, I know. Mm, don't worry. I mean, you did. I insisted that you not buy me a drink and you insisted on buying me more than one drink <laughs> that's so, classic drunk josie yeah. classic drunk josie yeah. i'm sorry compensating for her scarred childhood now <laughs> <laughs> well, open up once on this podcast get dragged <laughs> no but yeah i mean look i'll do it i'd do it again it was really fun night. it was a great night look and there you go that's where you can't put a dollar value on that baby. kind of fun just live in What's yours, Katie? Um, my money, yay, is that I – so I've been talking on this podcast about, like, capsule wardrobes, and I kind of did this big wardrobe purge at the start of winter and, like, took a bunch of shit out, blah, blah, blah. And I kind of knew, okay, I just need, like, a warm jacket and a pair of high-waisted jeans, and then I'm, like, set. Today I found the fucking jeans <gasps> at Swap perfect jeans fit me like a goddamn glove like, like the sisterhood of the traveling yeah, pants literally sisterhood of the traveling pants shit and um and now i just like have all my clothes for winter and i literally okay i know i was just saying that i want to buy an expensive dress i'm like i do kind of but like really i just feel like i have all my clothes for winter i don't feel any compulsion to go out and like spend money because I just actually looked at my wardrobe and I was like, what are the things you actually are missing that you need? And I was like, mm. a jacket and a pair of power waisted jeans. And I got those things and now I'm done and I'm not buying any more clothes. What That's amazing. you have a date? That is a great question, Chrissy, in which case I may panic buy a $600 dress from George Alice. We'll see. <laughs> in which case we'll support you in that. And in which case Afterpay's got you back, baby. <laughs> anyway, a bit cold day in hell when I go on a date. <laughs> Just joking. 
I want your money now. Oh, my money day. Well, as you may have deduced from um, the fact that there was a repairman here when you arrived to my house this evening, Mm -hmm. my washing machine is broken. Mm. Oh, my God. It's so annoying. So I paid this guy $100 to fix it last weekend, and then it was, like, still not working. I know. And I was like – dude scammed me and I've literally been calling him like every day and his phone's off and I was like oh my god I got scammed but anyway he has a shop across the road from my house so I've been going over there and I'm like where is this guy man and the other guy who works there was like I don't know anyway he came over today and it like seems to be working at the moment but he's like actually I think the problem is that your sink in the shed is like blocked and so the water can't get out so now I like got to get a plumber out here anyway it's just this like whole ordeal I just want to wash my sheets Mm. and I'm also spending a small fortune at the laundromat because it's like Mm. I have to take my Mm. washing there and how much does the laundromat cost $12 a load (gasps) for wash and dry shit fuck I think it's cheaper if you like go to one of those places where it's like you insert the coins and literally sit there while you wash it and then put it in the oh, dry yourself. Mm, yeah. But I, I ain't got time for that. Yeah. So there's a nice family run laundromat around the corner and I just drop my clothes in and I'm like, wash and dry, please. <laughs> <laughs> and then I come back like a few hours later and she's like ironed everything and folded it and I'm like, God bless you. <laughs> how, so how much extra is it for them to do it for you? It's $12, that's what I'm saying. But like, how many is it just oh, yeah. So my memory, like I haven't used like coin-operated laundries in ages, but my memory of them was, was like $5 a load for washing and then like $2 or so for drying, depending how much drying you need. So okay. it's only a few dollars more to just mm. like have them do the for whole the thing. the convenience yeah. of somebody else doing it. Yeah. But still, it's just like fucking annoying that mm, I have yeah. to outsource so that. Annoying. And then like I don't even know if this plumber is going to fix it. I might have to buy a whole new washing machine. That's going to be like hundreds of dollars like yeah it's a pain in the butt well i mean you can come use my washing machine anytime way too far away absolutely not <laughs> what about <laughs> mine? absolutely not <laughs> thank you though i'll think of you when i'm doing my laundry on the weekend <laughs> yeah same i would invite you but you dragged my dryer so much that i don't know if i could ever let you use it <laughs> i know i was like oh it's like a full circle moment but like you've got a dryer now like i have to buy a new washing machine except the fucking crucial difference is a needing washing machine, <laughs> B and buying my second hand from across the road, not some like new shiny thing from a shop like you did. Well, I will just say that mine's never broken down, and that's um that's the well, tea. I'll say that's the tea. <laughs> well, this washing machine was here when I moved in, so I thought, okay, fucking. Oh my god, we're it going around in circles. <laughs> um, but that's a beautiful note to end on. Full circle. Full circle. Me being correct about my dryer purchase, etc. Extra little bit. <laughs> Stay frugal. <laughs>